Welcome to London Living, a solid hope in uncertain times. This is a podcast on the challenges we face as modern Londoners. Today we're going to be hearing from Norman Christie. We asked him to tell us about how he deals with the pressure to perform. My name is Norman Christie. I've lived in London just about a year. I'm just short of a year of arrival. I attend church at Christ Church Mayfair. I work for a global energy company with particular focus on oil and gas. I've worked for them for over 30 years in various positions um, and in various locations as well. My current position needs a bit of translation. The title is Head of the Chief Executive's Office. And what that means is I work in the CEO's office and manage some of his affairs. The closest uh, title that people might recognize is a chief of staff. It isn't exactly that, but it's pretty close. So basically, I am engaged in most of the activities of the CEO in a support role. It's never the same job at any particular time of the day. It basically varies with the topics that we might have on our agenda, but largely sometimes it's driven by the, the activities occurring in the market or in a particular region or jurisdiction, and we're therefore sometimes in response mode. Uh, lots of times it is strategic and we're involved in what the agenda dictates, but uh, unfortunately that's not the way the world plays out on a day-to-day basis. So I, I never have the same nine o'clock Monday morning <laughs> ever. There's usually something that's uh, radically different from week to week. In a generic sense, performance is really about meeting expectations. And those expectations are internal as well as external. So I impose expectations on myself and, uh, and therefore expect to perform to those levels. But then there are expectations that are imposed on me by people at work, uh, what I view as expectations from my family, from society. And so performance is really about meeting those expectations. Well, I've seen a variety of responses to pressure at work, and that's because performance for others as well is driven by, again, multiple sources. So if, for example, the pressure relates to their sense of worth as an individual, how are they progressing their career, and if they have a lot tied up in their career, and something isn't going right, then the response to pressure can be pretty dramatic. Um, At the extreme, it could be a response to the fear of a job loss, which in my line of work is something that's ever-present. I work in a cyclical business. The commodity prices go up and down, and therefore there are often layoffs depending on the economic circumstances. So pressure for an individual could be, am I secure in my job? And so the response to that kind of pressure can be uh, well handled, one might say, or in some cases I've seen where it's not particularly well handled, and people do find themselves in a place of crisis. Having been on the receiving end of people who think that they're at a point of crisis, it it does vary a lot. I've seen people who are reflective and 
then I've seen people that uh, have broken down under those circumstances and they figure that the life that they had laid out for themselves, that's not playing out. And they wonder exactly what will they do? What will the future look like? Our culture, it's a mixed bag. The positive side is there, there is growing recognition and I'd say growing uh, availability of resources. On the flip side, there is still quite a bit of casualty. And in a culture that's really focused on performance, then the stars are the one that are viewed to be able to deal and adapt with the pressure. And those that can't are often viewed as failures. I see, I see lots of coping mechanisms in the culture to deal with pressure. I see those that practice avoidance. I see those that escape through um, entertainment. Uh, they'll find other interests. And for them, sometimes it appears to work. I, I do wonder sometimes if, if it's something that lasts. My personal approach to this is to find what I call the right anchors. So I, I, I've learned over my 30 plus year, years in the industry that you have to have clear priorities. And these are life priorities, not necessarily only for work. And so I'm clear that my priorities are three Fs, faith, family, and friends. And those priorities help to form the anchor such that when pressures come, uh, I'm not investing my whole being or existence in work. And I know that I have things that I can resort to that are much more stable than work. I mean, work in and of itself I view as extremely valuable, but it's not an end all. And so the ability to resort to an anchor, like first and foremost my faith, provides me with the kind of stability that deals with enormous pressure and instability. This crystallized over time for me. It's a journey of working out your faith. There have been seminal moments, but it really has been that a journey. There's one particular instance where the company wanted me to lay off a certain percentage of individuals. And I didn't think that was the right answer. Not for the company in the long run, but also for the country that I was working in. I think what I had at risk was, was largely reputation. Now, ultimately, your, your job could be at risk if your reputation uh, deteriorates. But reputation in the sense of making the right business call. So if you're working for a company in, in a senior position, they're expecting you to protect their fortunes. And if, if I make a call that results in the financial outturn for that company being not sustainable, I haven't done good for the people that work for me either because the business will be out of business, so in, in the end, more people would be out of work. So if I make the wrong calculation, and it turns out that I should have acted with more people being laid off, 
And you would find that out over time because the business hasn't succeeded as it should. Then my reputation as a manager would be tarnished. So in that sense, there's pressure to make the right call. My instincts were guided by years of working in the business and having business acumen that clearly played a role, but more so by having a long-term view on what business is supposed to do for society as well as its shareholders. And in the long run, I think both converge. If you, if you operate as a responsible business, nine times out of ten, the financial side of it works out as well. So I'm relying on what I believe are sound business principles as well as biblical principles, and those guided the decision in that instance. But it's not to say that I couldn't have gotten it wrong, because I certainly could have. My faith is an integral part of my daily life. And so, so for me, it's really important for me not to have a life that's in compartments. Like this is my non-faith portion of my life and this is the faith portion of my life. The fact is the entirety of my life is impacted by my faith. And that's wholly consistent with my purpose to give God glory. So the Bible says in everything, God should get the glory. And I think the translation to my daily life then is that there is no special compartment that's somehow devoid of faith. It might sound almost theoretical, but I, I find it very practical to think everything should be impacted. It's actually incumbent on me to figure out how it's impacted, but it is impacted. If I'm dealing with a situation uh, that's pressure-filled or crisis-filled, and my cue comes up of the back of my neck has the tension strings pulled taut, that's a trigger for me for prayer. As it's telling me sometimes this is a time when you probably need to let go a bit <laughs> um, and not think you have as much control or, or think that you can control as much as you would like to. There are lots of examples, uh, but it's, it's having that eye open to the fact that these are matters of faith, all of them. How am I going to relate to it? And I think that makes it much more interesting in terms of my work relationship with Jesus involved, is that there is no formula, but I know that he brings peace. He knows best how to deal with pressure. So he, he is the ultimate game changer, but not in a way that you go, okay, I know how this is going to work. It's sorted. I know the formula. Actually, the excitement is I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know the formula, but I know the person who is the peacemaker and will deal with the pressure. Thank you for listening to this episode of London Living, a solid hope in uncertain times. This is a podcast produced by Christchurch Mayfair. 
We've produced this series to provoke discussion about the challenges we face as London is in 2019. We're running two evening events on the 22nd and the 23rd of May when we'll be considering these issues in more depth. Why not speak to the friend who shared this podcast with you or find out more at christchurchmayfair.org forward slash London Living. Our guest today was Norman Christie. Audio was produced by Bertie Styles with a special thanks to Sam Lucas, Rachel Shannon and Liz Davies.